you know, obviously Michael Caine played Alfred and he's the one who said, um, I'll be a butler as long as he's ex-SAS. And because our, our story explores that, um, we sort of, we, we owe that to him. So there's definitely a nod to him in the voice. And then, you know, I'm not playing a, a young version of Michael Caine. I'm playing a young Alfred, but if there were any, there's a nod to him. everyone and welcome to episode number four of the fourth wall i am your host griffin schiller and this is the show where we break down the fourth wall of the film industry as we get an inside look through our conversations with industry professionals ranging from directors actors you name it this show is of course part of the playlist podcast network where you can find our weekly film discourse show along with other shows such as indie beat be real and much more whatever your fix is i'm sure we got you covered today i've got another great episode for you all and hopefully it'll get you interested in checking out the new DC series on Epic's Pennyworth. I've seen the first five episodes of it and I've thoroughly been enjoying the show as it's steeped in 60s British culture and espionage and all that good stuff, uh, which for those of you who don't know is very much my thing. And I was fortunate enough to have the privilege of speaking with the lead of the series, Alfred Pennyworth himself, Jack Bannon. During our conversation, Jack talked about the daunting task of joining the likes of Michael Caine and Jeremy Irons as he shaped his version of Alfred, getting to play inside the incredibly detailed and somewhat heightened version of 1960s London, approaching a character with PTSD, and much more. Jack is truly a great talent, and I'm convinced he's going to explode following Pennyworth, so he's definitely someone you're all going to want to keep an eye out for. But without further ado, here is my conversation with Jack Bannon. One of the things I really like most about this show was that, like, you know, while it's technically based in Batman mythology and, like, is a comic book show, it, yeah. it really feels very much, like, detached from that. And it, it kind of, like, leaves you and, like, the, the showrunners and the rest of the actors with, like, a, a much larger sandbox to play in. So when you took on this role, how exciting was it for you to take on such, like, an iconic character and really shape him into someone new and different? Yeah, it's very exciting. I mean, it's it's a it's a daunting list of actors to join, but um, but an honour an honour to join it. Um, mm. You know, I, I think my the thing that really grabbed me when I, I when I read the premise, I was like, really, we're going to do a show about the butler? But um, <laughs> it was Bruno's script that that got me. You know, he um, his. His pilot script, there's a, uh, page three or four, there was a whole page description of the world in which um, Pennyworth is set in this 1960s London, but they describe it as 13 degrees weirder, darker. Um, yeah, yeah. And almost, you know, England, England hadn't won the war and, and stuff like that. And, and it, But it was this whole description all about it, and that was the thing that got me because it sounded... Like, unlike anything else I'd ever seen, and, and you know, we we knew or we know what Gotham and Metropolis and places like that were like, but we we don't know what London was like, um, mm. and so to fill in those blanks was was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, you you mentioned the the world, which that was, you know, just watching the first couple of episodes, that was something that really like stuck out to me was just how well defined it was. And you're right, it's it is. It's kind of like 13 degrees, like in a different direction from what we're used to seeing. Um, yeah. so like kind of like kind of going off of that, was any of the show really like shot on location? Um, to to add more of that authenticity to uh the 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 setting and whatnot. Yeah, we we um we shot a lot up at Leaveston Studios um in in London, Warner Bros Studios there. But um there was a fair bit on location. Yeah, we did a lot in the pilot um on location and then when I, when we did the body of the series, I thought oh it'll calm down, they'll build a lot of it. But mm -hmm. we were still out on location a fair bit and you know, the great thing about London is a lot of the a lot of the places are the same obviously. Um but we had a fantastic production designer called Mark Scruton, and he, for me, that it, it, the, the production design was the final piece of the puzzle, you know, because we spent a long time thinking about voice and physicality of these characters and what they wear. And, mm -hmm. But when you're, when you're doing a first season, especially with something with a, with a brand new world in and, and you're building this world, you know, we, we had conversations about, and, we, and the actors were brought in on this, quite often but you know we'd have conversations about you know the doorknob wouldn't be that that color or you can't wear that tie or he wouldn't be in that car or whatever you know mm -hmm. so everything was was considered and i think the first the first you know few days when we were stepping onto these sets or onto location existing locations landmarks in london that had been dressed um to be pennyworth london um, that for me was the final bit where I, where everything clicked and I sort of went, Oh, I completely understand now what we're going for and, um, and what this world is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I would have to imagine it was just like, it really helped you like, yeah, find the character, like you said, which, um, you know, I, I definitely think you did. I've been mm. loving your portrayal thus far. Um, but the other thing that I found interesting is this Thank isn't. Um, oh yeah, absolutely no problem. This isn't the uh, the first piece, or I'm sorry, the first period piece you you've starred in. You know, you you've had uh, I guess smaller role, roles in like Fury and the Imitation Game and uh, uh, even like the the Medici's, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, yeah. So yeah. what what is like what is it that you enjoy most about like playing in? different time periods you know whether it be like the 40s or or 60s or something like that well i think you know actually as you've listed off all those things i realized that a lot of what i've done has been period recently um yeah a show called endeavor as well a british show which i've done for six years it's it's yeah. been a very small part but that's 60s as well and the, there's a real crossover between that and plenty of but i think the thing is you know we the, primarily for Pennyworth and for the sixties, um, you know, there's the fashion and the music and the culture, and it's been fun toying with that because we've got some songs from the eighties in there and some, you know, some fashion from the seventies and stuff in Pennyworth because we're not limited, so we're having a lot of fun mucking around in in but uh, around that era. But mm -hmm. I think period stuff appeals, you know. For the nostalgia, but also, um, I don't, I don't know really. It's, it's, um, it's something that I love doing, and I always, you know, there's, there's a lot, there's been a lot of great stories in the beaches, and a, a, a fantastic story that I was unfamiliar with until I did the series, you know. And there's, mm -hmm. 
there's there's great stuff out there. Well, and kind of going off of the the sixties thing a little bit, you know, I I almost feel like Pennyworth uh, has more in line with like classic spy shows of that era, like kind of like The Man from Uncle, Mission Impossible, yeah. and then like definitely the James Bond movies. Um, there's there's like a real Fleming sensibility to that, even from the novels. So, did you when when you were like preparing for this role, did you look to any of those for inspiration? And uh, if not, what were your main sources uh, for inspiration when you were shaping the character? I'm pleased you've pulled out those those um, influences or those references because that sort of yeah we spoke a lot about those and and you know obviously michael kane played alfred and he's the one who said um i'll be a butler as long as he's ex-sas and because our our story explores that um mm-hmm. we sort of we we owe that to him so there's definitely a nod to him in the voice and then you know i'm not playing a, a young version of michael kane i'm playing a young alfred but right. if there were any there's a nod to him and also he you know michael kane was the great British movie star of the 60s so we watched you know a lot of the Harry Palmer films um, and stuff like that as well Um, Chris Fine and things like that and Danny Cannon made a playlist um, that that you know we we sort of immersed ourselves in so yeah there's definitely flavours of of all those great British things and, and, and series and actors and you know it was something Bruno, you know, Bruno Haller and Danny Cannon, the two execs, um, are, they've lived in LA for 20, 30 years, mm. but they, but they are British. And I think you can tell that there's a real British nostalgia and a, it's like a love letter to, 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 you know, times gone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, in Britain, so and and I think you know that's fantastic. I, I as well. I mean, I'm 28, so I don't I don't remember it. I was born in the 90s, but um, <laughs> there's certainly stuff in there that you know I recognise in in my mum and dad in Pennyworth's house. Say, there's stuff that I, my my grandparents have in theirs now, or my great grandparents had, or you know. So it's been it's been great. Yeah, for sure. Well, and uh, did, I I assume you you must have like grown up on on some of those like classic properties. Yeah, absolutely. And there's definitely some stuff, you know, I've pulled from I'm I was born in uh, Norwich in Norfolk, which is in the east um of England, but my grandparents live closer to London. They live in Hertfordshire. So we were we were in London as kids a fair bit. And you know, I, I there's certainly some old characters and some some strange great aunts and uncles that, um, that we've drawn inspiration from, along with the, the popular culture of the time. Yeah. No, oh, that's cool. That that's actually really cool. Um, well, you you did mention like you know um that the fact that Alfred is like a former SAS soldier. Uh, so was there like any sort of training you had to go through to kind of like prepare for the role for some of the more action heavy moments? Um. Yeah, there was a fair bit. We. There was some weapons training and some we did a we did a little bit of physical training, but a lot of it to be honest you know we had very good stuntmen and very clever cameramen that that sold all the uh all the fighting and stuff really still i mean that's 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 really interesting yeah. stuff you know Alfred is one of the more like popular supporting characters just in comics in general um and so it kind of got me thinking like you know mm-hmm. if the, 
for other supporting characters in comics, like, you know, whether it be like Jimmy Olsen and Superman or J. Jonah Jameson and like Spider-Man or something like that. Um, what What's like another kind mm. of like spinoff show where we really get to explore uh, like a supporting character like that, um, like their their humble beginnings and whatnot. What, what's like one of those that you would like to see uh, made, whether it be like one of the characters I mentioned or 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 someone else? Oh, I don't know. I don't know much about comic books. That's the thing. I um, I don't. I didn't really read them growing up, and mm-hmm. I, I I'm not sure. So you're asking the wrong person. Really. <laughs> well, I guess I guess we could kind of spin that into. So, like, what were your? You know, you you didn't grow up on comic books, but like, what were your big things that um, you know, you were you were really passionate about growing up? I like soccer. I like soccer. Um, but I, but really, acting was the thing that I I did a lot of, you know, from the age of five. Um, that's what I always did, and and I and various other things. But it but it always came back to the acting, and that was something that I used. You know, obviously at five, six, seven, I I didn't I didn't know you could do it as a career. It was just a fun thing when I went to see my mates and read much about doing that. So really, you know. It's always been, it's always been about that, um, to be honest. But never, you know, that was that was my that was my escapism, um, playing somebody else rather than reading about. So I don't, I didn't, I never really had the attention span to read. It was all about getting up and jumping about for me. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, I mean, is there like any better way to escape than like actually doing it? You know, I know. one kind of final question for you. Uh, the, the show, um, something that I really like about Alfred in this show is that, and like the way he's written is there's this really interesting, uh, commentary on like PTSD, um, and, and him trying to be nonviolent, but he keeps getting pulled back into the fold. So I'm just wondering if you could talk a little bit about, uh, exploring that and what the process was like for you. That's a great question. Yeah. I, it was, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the way, you know, I spoke to some, I spoke to some ex uh, servicemen, and I think the thing, the the interesting thing about that soldiers and 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 people is that you know they don't. It's like a strange addiction, the violence. They don't like it, but that's kind of all they know, and they're drawn back into it and. They can't, you know, it's a, it's it's cyclical, and they, and they they can't um, get away from it. And something that that's something I wanted to bring to Alfred that he knows it's bad for him, but he that that's kind of all he knows because he's been in the military since he was 16. So his formative years, 10 years, is a lot. It's a long time. It's when you sort of go from a boy to a man, you know, and it's all he's mm-hmm. kind of used to, and and. And a lot of the time, it's what people need him for or whatever. So it's kind of what he feels is the only thing that he's good at, which isn't true. But, um, yeah, it's interesting that being, being trying to get away from it, but being drawn back in all the time, um, it's, a, it's, it's very tricky. And, this, and the whole thing of, you know, in the 60s, you know, it's something that we now know to be called PTSD, but then it was very much like, you know, cheer up, mate, stiff up a bit, you know, yeah. you'll get over it. Um, and so, and so playing with, 
that and the relationship with his father and the relationship, you know, with Bazza and Dave Boy, you know, Dave Boy is probably the worst out of the three yeah. affected by the by what went on and um, you know and uh, about Alfred and and Bazza keeping an eye on him but also dealing with their own problems. It, I think it was very very um, well dealt with by Bruno um, and yeah, my preparation just consisted of trying trying to talk to as many people as possible. I read a few books and and just tried to to give a fair um, sort of well-rounded uh, representation of what that might mean to people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I found it to be very um, authentic in its approach. And I mean, w- once again, I've only seen like, you know, the first five episodes, but I'm, I'm looking forward to see how that kind of continues uh, going forward with the season and hopefully for, for future mm-hmm. seasons. But uh, anyways, uh, Jack, thank you so much for your time. I yeah. really, really appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Great to talk to you. Well, there you have it. That was my conversation with Jack Bannon. Seriously, if you all are not watching Pennyworth, be sure to do so. It's a lot of fun. It oozes style, and it's perfect for both comic book and non-comic book fans alike, so you can get the whole family involved, although it is a little mature, so maybe not for kids, but new episodes of Pennyworth can be found on Epic Sundays at 9, 8 Central, but the most important thing is I want to hear from you all. I want to hear your thoughts on Pennyworth if you're watching it thus far down in the comments section of wherever you're listening to this episode. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Playlist Podcast Network on your podcatcher of choice for more episodes of The Fourth Wall, along with the rest of our diverse film-centric catalog. There's a lot of great content being produced there, so definitely go check it out. If you feel so inclined, we'd love it if you drop us a rating or a review as it greatly helps the show get noticed, and it lets me know what you're all loving about the show and what you think we can improve upon. Sticking on the theme of 60s espionage, next Next week is going to be one hell of an episode as my guest is none other than James Bond composer David Arnold. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you guys to check this one out. I have to say, it's one of my favorite interviews I've done thus far. I did it in collaboration with my co-host on my James Bond podcast, The Words Are Not Enough, and we get into some just really awesome stuff. So, You're all in for a real treat next week, but until then, if you like me and you like what I have to say, you can always give me a follow on Twitter, at Griff Schiller. All right, I'll catch you next week for David Arnold, but until then, take care.